Maybe you weren't a believer when you got married, or maybe you were and you married an unbeliever. Whatever the case may be, you are now the sole believing spouse in your home, and you are raising children hoping that they too will share your faith. Join me this week as I talk about A House Divided. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. You are not in the boat alone. In one poll that I found, 59% of households have only one believing spouse. I also want you to know that you are right in the center of God's will. He did not fall off the throne when your life unfolded the way it did. He knew from the foundation of the earth who was going to be your spouse and what their spiritual status was going to be. Having said that, if you married an unbelieving spouse and you knew you shouldn't have, the first step for you is to go back and confess your rebellion to God and ask for his forgiveness. Once that is settled, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and move forward. You are forgiven and God is faithful to redeem and restore. God can do amazing things in the marriage of an unbeliever and believer. Maybe you're a mom or dad who prayed for your children's spouse from the time they were little babies. You can rest assured that the spouses they married are the spouses you prayed for when they were little babies. God is sovereign. He knew who you were praying for even when you didn't. I have two who married unbelieving spouses. They are enjoying healthy marriages and God is working amazing things in their lives. One of the spouses has since become a believer and we know the other one will in his timing. I am in no way advocating that you encourage your children to marry someone unequally yoked in the faith. That simply would not be scriptural. However, if you have a child who may profess to be a believer but is not walking like a believer, they are probably more equally yoked with an unbeliever than a believer. What does the Bible say about a divided household? You don't have to go much further than the church at Corinth. They wrote Paul asking him many questions and one of them just happens to be about marriage. 1 Corinthians 7 is Paul's answer that specifically addresses marriages where one spouse is an unbeliever. Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 7 verses 12 through 14. To the rest I say this, I, not the Lord, if any brother has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through the believing husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. Here's the good news. God's got all of this. If your spouse is willing to live with you, then your home is sanctified, which means your home is set apart and made holy. Why? Because where you are is holy ground. 
Why is it holy? Because the Holy Spirit lives in you and wherever you are is holy ground. Here's the even better news. Your children are holy as well. God has you covered on all sides. It may be a lonely walk since there is a whole aspect of your life that your spouse doesn't share. Walking out life with someone who is not spiritually alive is difficult at times. God sees you and you are not alone. He has placed you in a body of believers to help support you and come alongside you and help you spiritually parent your children. One of the most encouraging verses on the subject of children being raised in a house divided is what Paul says to Timothy in his letter to him. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 5 and 6 say this, I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Your children are not doomed because they have an unbelieving parent. In fact, they are blessed that they have one believing parent. As you walk out your obedience to Christ, they are going to see it. Truth wins in the end all the time. As we ponder A House Divided this week, there are five aspects of this journey that we're going to be praying for our children, as well as stepping up our spiritual parenting in this area. I would love to have you as a member of the Raising Kids on Your Knees Prayer Tribe. You will get our weekly prayer sheet with prayers that you can pray over your children, as well as a daily devotion that is short and to the point to help you step up your spiritual parenting. Head over to RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and click to subscribe. So let's get started on those five aspects of this journey. The first one is, what do you do about church? Hebrews 10.25 says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Living in a spiritually divided home can make it very hard in determining what to do about church attendance. Ultimately, the believing spouse must walk before God personally and be courageously obedient to him. All situations will be different and how God calls one may not be the same way he calls another. Let's look at what the Bible has to say about church attendance in Hebrews 10.25. We are called to not neglect meeting together. In this context, we are not to abandon the church. Church and fellowship with the body of Christ should be a priority. A believing spouse is going to need as much support spiritually as they can get. One of the ways God provides that is through the body of Christ. Maybe church isn't an option for you. What about a Bible study that you could attend on a weekly basis? Most churches have a variety of ministries and many of those come with childcare options. The point is having fellowship with other believers. The other reason why some sort of fellowship with the body of Christ is important is this. If you want your children to make the body of Christ important, then you will have to do it too. You can't expect them to automatically grow up and go to church if it hasn't been a habit in their home. Let's talk about how to pray for your unbelieving spouse. John 14, 6 says, Jesus told them, I am the way, 
the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If your goal in life is to get your unbelieving spouse saved, the one person who can block that goal is your unbelieving spouse. When our goals are fixed on anything other than ourselves, we leave the fulfillment of that goal in the hands of another person. Blocked goals are a source of depression and great frustration. As a believing spouse, it is very easy to play the role of the Holy Spirit in our unbelieving spouse's life. When we take on that role, we are blocking the work of the Holy Spirit in our spouse's life. This is true whether your spouse is a believer or an unbeliever. The only way to salvation is through the work of the Holy Spirit in the heart of your spouse. He says he is the way, the truth, and the life. Instead of playing the role of the Holy Spirit, why not instead get behind what the Holy Spirit is doing and pray for your spouse? Your prayers for them pave a path for the Holy Spirit to work And it also gives them a distinct spiritual advantage in the spiritual realm. As your children see you praying for your spouse, they will learn the importance of praying for their spouses. What a great legacy that is to leave for your children. We also want to be diligent to pray for our children who are living in a house divided. Ephesians 6 verses 1 through 3 say this, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. As a child living in a house that is spiritually divided, life can feel like you're caught in the middle. It can also be very confusing for the child who hasn't yet made the decision to follow Christ as Lord and Savior. I have raised two in a spiritually divided house, and it was never an excuse for poor behavior. The word is clear. The only responsibility a child has spiritually is to be obedient to their parents. The only exception is when a parent is asking the child to do something contrary to the truth of the word of God. Whether they are obedient to the believing or unbelieving parent is completely irrelevant. They are to be obedient and respectful to both. As we pray for the child of a spiritually divided home, there are a few areas I focused on as I walked through this. Number one, I would pray that the truth would prevail. Number two, I would pray that God would open the eyes and ears of my child. Number three, I would pray my child would respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And number four, my child would be respectful and obedient to their unbelieving parent. You can rest assured that God hears your prayers and that his desire is for our children to come to know him as well. You may not see immediate answers to your prayers for your child. And in fact, they may be an adult before you see any answers at all. Be still and know that God hears you and that it will be a process of the work of the Holy Spirit in your child's life. Just keep praying. Here's a question for you to ponder. Are you respectful to your unbelieving spouse? Remember, your children are watching you and more is caught than taught. Fear will trip us up more than anything when we are living in this situation and we must kick fear to the curb. 
The word says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4 verses 6 through 7. How much of our lives do we miss out on because we are always wringing our hands in worry and fear? The enemy loves nothing more than to rob our joy. Raising children in a spiritually divided home can be one of those things we fret and worry over, thinking that we will live life when mommy and daddy becomes a believer in Jesus Christ. Nothing could be further from the truth. This is your spouse and this is the parent of your child. Choose to accept them right where they're at. Embrace who God has made them to be, even if they don't see it yet. Be their biggest cheerleader. Enjoy life with them right now. There is no need to fear. God's got all of it and he's working out his perfect plan for their lives just like he did in yours. So go ahead, kick fear to the curb. There's nothing to fear because we are the ones who know Jesus and trust him with every circumstance. Enjoy life. Be winsome. These are the things that will draw your unbelieving spouse to Jesus. After all, who wants a Jesus that doesn't take away your fear and allows you to enjoy life? The biggest thing you can do is live your faith in front of your spouse. Whether you are married to an unbeliever or not, this is true for all of us. The word says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. What it all boils down to is this. Does Jesus make a difference in your life? If you are a woman and are living with an unbelieving spouse, here's what it says in 1 Peter 3, verses 1 through 6. In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then, if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. If you are the husband of an unbelieving wife, here's what 1 Peter 3, 7 says to you. In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. Don't let the enemy scare you off with the word submission. The Bible is clear. We are to live with mutual submission to one another with deference to headship. 
It's okay for wives to submit to the authority of their unbelieving husband. God created him to be the head of the house. And it says in 1 Corinthians 7, your unbelieving spouse is sanctified by you. As you grow in your relationship with Christ, your unbelieving spouse will see it and be intrigued. Be patient. God is very long suffering in this process and rest assured he is at work. Let's make a concerted effort this week to pray for one another and especially for those we know who have unbelieving spouses or parents. I know that every situation is different. This is where as the believing spouse, you will have to listen very carefully for the Holy Spirit's direction in your life. Let me pray for us today. Heavenly Father, thank you so, so much, Lord God, that you are sovereign, that you're in control. And no matter how we got to where we are right now, this day, you are in control and we are in the center of your will. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters out there who are living with unbelieving spouses. Lord, I pray for the unbelieving spouses. I ask that you would open the eyes of their hearts, that, Lord, you would bind in the name of Jesus those things that keep them from seeing you. And I ask, Lord, that you would bring them to a place where they know you fully and are walking with you. I thank you, Lord, and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.